G'day crew, it's Zoe the Video Confidence Coach, helping you grow your audience with video. That's not even my tagline, I don't even know, I'm so tired. So right now we're at the um, Facebook Community Boost here at GPAC um, at the end of March 2019 and you'll be able to see plenty of content that I have posted on my Instagram stories um, and plenty of content that I'll be showing you in this video that you're watching now. And I've got some notes from the events I've been to. And I'm going to go through some of the stuff that I learned that was quite useful to me and stuff that will be useful to you as a small business owner. But more importantly, the events um, so far have been great. Right off the bat, if you ever get a um, Facebook community boost in your area or near you or somewhere where you might have to travel a little ways to, I highly recommend it. Um, it's been great to catch up with people from my own area and meet other people around here, small business owners that I know, have met before or have networked in the past. It's quite nice just to meet people on a regular basis and just talk to people before these seminars. The seminars themselves are of great quality but are quite lowbrow. So, sorry, not lowbrow, wrong word, low-pitched in the sense of the... Um, uh, presentations are built for uh, small business owners or built for people who are maybe getting started with Facebook or who haven't personally tried Facebook advertising to learn the basics and to get that started and um, unfortunately for a lot of people who have been coming to these events who uh, I either work with or clients of mine or people that I know um, find that the sessions are a bit basic so just so you know and are a bit forewarned that some things are fairly basic and what to know but I found them quite useful for myself. And even especially with the Instagram stories one, I knew a lot about Instagram stories, but I didn't know nothing about motion pinning or anything like that. So if you do have the ability to attend these events or find out about them before they come to your town, highly recommend turning up. The only thing I can just, especially for what I've um, rocked up to for the past two days, is that there wasn't a whole lot of promotion on um, the Facebook side. Um, was So I didn't know that about this event. Almost everyone I've talked to here um, didn't know this event was a thing until they got the email on the day of the first day or they didn't get they didn't know until their sister told them or for example like my like me and a lot of people I knew is that I rocked up yesterday morning on uh, the chamber of commerce event that we had in the morning which is great it was really flexible but I had no idea that this was a three-day event I had no clue that would have been helpful to know and Facebook I know you have all my information use it. So um, an event like this, I highly recommend um, taking at least, you know, an afternoon or a morning or even if you can take a full day just to soak up the information that these guys are giving you. And also at these events, you've got like a photo wall behind me and you also got Oculus Rift there too. It's great to check that out and see what it's like for your business too. And also I'll show you right now. So right now, this is the GPAC cafe. But over there, you'll see there's a wall of um, tags for other businesses. And that's something that I'm definitely going to be um, utilizing, like taking a photo of like later tonight and then just um, contacting everyone and being like, great, these guys, um, like you, you went to the event. I may have missed you. Hi, this is me. Um, I'm not going to do that for everyone, but just follow people within my um, area and my local business because that's what I want to do. Now, I want to show you something. So off to the left of me. There is, ooh, there we go. <laughs> so right there, 
So one thing I highly recommend is if you ever do come to these events, grab a one-on-one -on -one with the one with one of the Facebook team members. And this is no in no way a promotion, but the guys here, um, they may not be able to answer all your technical questions, or they might not be able to answer every single question you have. I was throwing a fair few curveballs during the seminars, and. I found it quite interesting that they couldn't answer some of my questions in regards to video and stuff like that, even though I guess they are fairly advanced questions. But one thing I can definitely recommend is um, coming to these, um, coming to this session and just having a sit down and talk with the people and being like, okay, how do I go about doing this? Um, or if you have a niggling question that happens, that's happening with your Facebook and you're here, might as well get a session. So that's one thing that I can definitely talk about um, Facebook and what they've done here at this event, having one-on-ones has been great. And one thing that I can also suggest is if you ever come to these events, you'll get also this as well. So this is like a little booklet um, about Facebook Blueprint. So if you ever have anything question or you want to learn how to use Facebook more effectively, they have this thing called Facebook Blueprint, which I had no idea about. And they've um, be able to use, um, like they'll show you links on how to get to useful things. So say for example, if I want to go through this little booklet, I go to the key and say for example, I go to about, you know, at the end is connecting to local shoppers. So I go to that part of the booklet and then I open it up and I say, okay, how to create um, a Facebook page. There's a bit.ly link there, but there's also a scan there. So I found that quite useful as a physical thing that you can take back with you and implement into your business. And very much like any seminar you go to, I highly recommend that you take notes and that you actually implement what you learn. Like say, for example, implementing what I'm learning, I'm putting into a video for you guys to consume so you can learn as well, but also it also um, cements into me the stuff that I've learned from today um, and yesterday as well as to what I should learn. And one thing I do will, one thing that I will mention is that even though this is a three-day event, the uh, seminars do repeat. So the stuff that happened on Tuesday also gets repeated on, say, Wednesday and Thursday, depending on which session they are. I think there's only, like, one or two sessions on, like, the, the Tuesday that I missed. Again, I didn't know it was a thing until yesterday morning. Um, but as I can see, I'm looking at all the events here in the little flyer. They're all just re they're all being repeated on um on the, on the other two days. So if you miss the Tuesday, the Wednesday and the Thursday is fine. And that's the same thing will be for other events as well, that if you do miss one day, don't panic, there's always repeats on the other two days. And also while you're at the community piece, they also get great catering from local business. And, it's, and for Geelong, we have Truffle Duck. Now this is, I'm not promoting for any particular reason, but Truffle Duck is really great. That you know an event is kicking when you've got Truffle Duck. So. Um, I've really enjoyed the food they've had out here. They've got some, they had someone attending the entire place. You've got free coffee. You've got the things to help to help you out um, and be able to, you know, social lubrication. I think the word is, but definitely Truffle Duck has been quite good on today, and they've done a really good job with today's event and um, all the making sure that they've got, you know, they've got breakfast, they've got morning tea, they've got lunch, they've got afternoon tea, they've got light dinner. That thing it was brilliant and they've got all the stuff for it so the details i'm about to give you are from the events i attended i didn't necessarily attend all the events only the ones that really interested me and what i would be learning about let's talk instagram stories so 60 percent of users of instagram stories actually listen with the sound on now that is the complete opposite when talking about facebook or or the social or the instagram feed or anything like that so the instagram stories very much look like this where they are um very much taken or taken 
taken, stolen from Snapchat, where they are 24 hours, the content themselves isn't exactly perfect or marketable, it's all good. So um, 60% of people actually listening with the sound on is incredibly high percentage that I thought. Um, and say, for example, when looking on the Facebook feed or the Instagram feed, about 80% of people don't listen with the sound on. So you always need captions, you always need text because people who are watching videos don't always have headphones to listen on when they are or whenever they want. But it shows that people who are listening with sound on are, you know, um, in the Instagram stories part are people who are um, wanting to listen to it or engage. They have headphones, they're prepared to actually sit down and consume this content or it's different because they're actually at home, they're in a personal space where they can view these stories. So something that I've definitely gotten away from the session that I had yesterday on Instagram stories is I'm gonna do more of them because people consume it. And the, I'm gonna go through down here saying 50% of people who log into Instagram, who go into Instagram to consume the content on Instagram, 50%, over half, are there purely for stories. So if you are not on stories, you're missing a whole um, bunch of people who are in, on Instagram. So I definitely recommend getting on stories or at least doing your best to be creative and being able to do that on a regular basis. Um, and if people um, interact with your business on stories, so maybe they answer your poll questions, they um, you know ask you questions or they actively um, comment and work and you know give you engagement as Facebook likes to call it, then they're going to, you're going to pop up in their feed on both Facebook and Instagram. Very cool thing. Another thing I picked up was that Instagram stories are not perfect because they are only on for 24 hours unless you're including highlights. So when you're posting an Instagram story and you um, post it through your page, you can also post that to a highlight reel or the reel that when people um, access your um, your profile, access your profile on Instagram, there's like a strip of little circles at the top of above your images. And that is where people can view highlights in different groups. So if they're interested in learning more about um, your furniture that you sell, then that would be the thing that they would look through in the highlights, they would look through those stories. So it's one of those things of um, stories are not um, meant to be perfect. They're meant to be real behind the scenes looks. They're not meant to be, you're not supposed to spend hours and hours on them. They're just supposed to be something that's nice, uh, light and engaging, but they're not going to be deleted forever. It's not like Snapchat where things that go on there and they, they get deleted forever. That's not how it works. And you should never think that <laughs> because people can always find content. People can always find this stuff. Um, one thing that I did find that was quite useful was the rewind camera. So it's an option at the bottom. Um, when you open up stories, you have the option of like um, taking a normal photo or a video and then moving to the uh, right of the screen, you can do like boomerangs and rewinds. A new rewind was an option, but I didn't really see how it was useful. And then through this session, I learned that you can do something that you would usually see forward and it would catch people's eye when they're in their feed, both on Instagram and on Facebook. And it would get people engaged in what you what you can do for for them and also the same with motion pinning so motion pinning is where you pin a gif you pin a um, item you pin a name to someone as they walk along or as you're moving the camera and that can easily be done by holding down the item so you've created the item you're holding it down and then you pin it to someone and they need to be contrasted from the background that you're filming on and then um, you can just play it back and forth and then the camera or 
Instagram will pin it to the person, which I was which I was surprised was actually quite a useful tool, and it works really well. And now that I know I can, how to do it, I can easily do it. And one thing that I did learn was an option is the tap to reveal option. So when people, when you um, post on Instagram stories, a lot of people only do one one video at a time or one piece of content at a time. What you can do is um, uh, when you are in the gallery, you go up and you select the multiple area in the top right. So you click that and you're able to um, post multiple multiple um, images in a story. And what you can do is a tap to reveal where you have a full um, you know, colored in backdrop using the fill option that you just hold on the screen um, with the pen tool. And then from there, you take the eraser and you save, you save, you save as you go along and you slowly reveal the thing behind it. And I thought that was an ingenious idea when it comes to new fashion or when it comes to latest releases in your business. That was going to be quite useful for you. And what I also learned was how to present stuff in a very clean, stylized fashion was making sure that I have hacks every now and again between my presentations, making sure that I have levels of saying, okay, we're up to level one, we're up to level two, we're up to level three of knowledge and what we are learning and also um, having GIFs play on screen of what the screen should look like or how a screen should look when doing presentations. I knew that was an option, but I've seen it being used effectively today and yesterday. All right, next one, customer insights. So customer insights, I felt, was the most basic out of all the presentations I went to. That was just showcasing what the um, page insights. So you have a business page, you go to the insights where you get to see, you know, engagement, how many people liked or hated something, blah, 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 and how many people it reached, which is all great stuff, but it just felt like there was not really a whole lot of meat to that presentation. Nothing against the presenter. The pitch deck was fine. It's just fairly basic in that sense of looking through the insights page on Facebook or that insights section of your Facebook. Yeah, everything's pretty self-explanatory. You could need to try a bit harder. But what I learned was to get insights on any page, on any business page, you need to have 100 plus likes. So that's the only reason you should fish for likes or want likes is when doing that. And all um, I definitely learned throughout um, for, uh, through that these presentations, it doesn't matter how many people like you or how many people follow you, it's about how many people you reach and talk to on a regular basis. And they did, not shy away, but they did talk about the issues that they've had in the past about you know, um, your content not reaching people or Facebook preferencing um, personal um, or family stuff over business stuff. And that's why they want you to advertise. True, they're a business. They're going to do what they can to make sure that you guys actually advertise through their platform. But one thing that I can probably recommend is making sure that the content itself is 15 seconds or less when dealing with video. Um, and it's nothing, it's, nothing, um, uh, it's nothing truly to do with that's 15 seconds is all you get for Instagram stories. But it's because, um, like for example, they got a bit of conflicting information, but today, um, six seconds, most people drop off a video, unless you're truly engaging them. So people make a decision whether they wanna watch your video in 1.7 seconds, and then if they wanna watch it, they might watch the six seconds unless you're truly engaging them. But what they recommended was like 15 seconds or less is to be able to create those, that video content um, so what you're essentially creating and what you're doing with Facebook and also with Instagram is you're using it to promote people to your other platforms. So if you create videos for your content or your platform and you want people to engage with you, 
then you're definitely going to have to use Instagram and Facebook and all those other platforms as a way or a means to get them to YouTube, get them to Vimeo. That's what they're going to be used for. Facebook and Instagram may not like it, but that's what people want to consume. People want to consume punchy, pinchy, punchy content. And 15 seconds or less means that you're able to get that sent, you're able to get that message in and across. Remember, people cut out after six seconds. So if you're able to get people or get that content or get that message or idea to them in that first sentence, then you've got them. And then the punchy content gets people to click the link, they go over to YouTube. Now, yes, I completely understand that Facebook and all those platforms want to keep people on the platform. I'm completely aware of that. But as business owners, they're not really giving us much of an option. So when using Facebook and social media effectively, you're doing it mainly for promos. I've learned now that uploading an entire podcast or uploading an entire video or uploading that type of content up onto um, Facebook for advertising, Facebook or uploading it to YouTube um, in sections or anything like that is completely useless because um, people are just not going to watch it. People are not going to consume it at least not on the mass that you want it to do. So that's one thing I definitely learned from today's presentation was that it just, it's just not gonna happen anymore. It's no longer in the days where you could um, post a video and people are gonna consume that. Yes, it still works doing Facebook Lives, for example, because that's what Facebook wants to do and they want to invest a lot in video. But when, when putting in that effort to create that video content, you're going to primarily want to post it on YouTube and then put the promos or the grabs or the get people to that place on Facebook and on Instagram. But you don't want to post the whole thing there. That is what I've learned from today and yesterday is definitely do not do that. It's all about the promos on the social media platforms. People want to be able to consume it nice and quick and that's what you need to give them. So I'll be implementing that through all my businesses and making sure that all the content that I'll be providing is going to be under 15 seconds, nice and quick, nice and punchy, get people on board, get people to click a link, and that's what matters. And making sure that I have the business logo, my logo or the client that I'm working with, make sure that stuff is at the start and the end of the video, either pops up subtly or what have you, but making sure people can visually recognize that what I'm consuming is from this brand. Usually most of the time that's how it works. And what I've also learned... Um, not from customer insights, but from uh, my individual one-on-one -on -one talks with the guys here. I had two talks with two women, um, was where the vertical, like the stuff that you're seeing in now, and the um, square content is more preferred because Facebook is going to promote that. Anything that is 16 by 19, sorry, 19 by 16, Ugh. 16 by 9, anything that's in that landscape format, is not going to be accepted on Facebook. And it's not that it's not going to be accepted, it's going to be pushed down. A lot less people are going to see your content because that's not what Facebook wants. They've decided people want to be able to use their phones because 80% of people use Facebook on their phones. That's going to be rising over the next few years. And they want to be able to use their full real estate. If you've got the place to put your ad, um, or say for example, when you're, um, you know, back in print advertising, when you were given an option of, do you want a quarter, half, or a full? And you say, I want full. I want my, my business to be seen on a full page. And that's the same analogy they gave here, where you want to be able to take over their entire screen as they real estate. That's what you want to do. So being able to have these vertical options um, and square options as well. Square is okay, but it's the basic of what they want. Um, vertical is definitely what they need now. So what I'll be doing in the future is doing my best to keep that in mind when filming um, for clients and making sure that I've got that option to, you know, utilize it, especially 
um, for video producers and such, we're not going to change um, which way we film. We're still going to be shooting in 16 by 9, but we're going to use it to our advantage where we can, you know, move which areas of the screen are in focus. We can um, move what we see so it looks best on vertical. Personally, I had a grudge with vertical. I hated how it looked. I didn't like how it was used. And I always recommended to people to always use um, horizontal because you could use it for Facebook and you could use it for other places as well. Now, I'm not changing that fully. I still believe it's always a good idea to shoot um, um, shoot um, vertically when you can. Sorry, I'm, I'm still, my advice still stands in regards to shooting horizontally wherever you can because YouTube, I think, is the best platform out of everyone for video content and also for um, just in general. That's where your videos are going to go. But if you are using these platforms, it's always a good idea to use vertical when you can. And especially when doing Facebook Lives, I always used to do mine in, um, in horizontal format so I can post it on YouTube. But as some of you may notice, I did a video I think two, three weeks ago, talking about how YouTube is now accepting vertical content because 80% of people are using mobile phones now to view their content through YouTube, through Facebook, through Instagram. So Facebook is, um, Facebook. So YouTube is now on that train as well. So I'm able to upload this live straight to YouTube and it's still going to be consumed at the same rate. It's still going to be um, interested. People are still going to consume it that same way. So it's not that I'm torn about the advice I give. I don't like to give you guys wrong advice in general. But now that um, now I know this content about having squares and having vertical, I want you to think about where your video is mainly going to be seen. Are you going to post it to Facebook and that's it? Okay, vertical, that's the way to go. Are you posting it mainly on YouTube? Well, then a lot of people still watch it through desktop and people still want that experience of watching a 16 by 9 video then shoot it horizontally. But now that I know all this stuff, I'm definitely gonna be using it. So now moving on to um, onto the individual talks I had with the Facebook peoples, the lovely, um, lovely um, women here at the event. Um, we've looked at, so I asked them a few very curling questions about 720p and STR. The only information that I could really find was or they could give me was a four gig four gig file format um, maximum size. So I believe at the moment, say two or three years ago, um, Facebook would always compress all its files because you know Facebook is a huge beast, um, and to be able to compress the files is the best thing that they use for people to be able to watch your videos. Nowadays, it's all based on internet speed. So it's how fast your internet goes and how fast you can download and watch the videos is all that matters. So um, you could upload a 4K um, size video and it all depends entirely on um, how, like, how fast their internet speed is. So quality is no longer an issue anymore. You don't have to worry about producing everything at 720p to make sure it looks okay when people watch it. What I mean by this is that it would artificially compress the file size so then people would be able to watch it. Nowadays, it's all about the internet speeds and internet capabilities. So when uploading and downloading, your internet speed also affects the quality of what you'll be uploading as well. So just so you know, try and have good try and upload at night. Um, when scheduling, of course, or do your best to try and get a decent internet speed before uploading because that um, impacts how much compression you have um, on your videos when you upload them. Um, the priorities, um, 
for Facebook, as I mentioned before, the priorities are 15 seconds. Like they actually are going to boost up your video if it's 15 seconds or less. Um, videos that are two, one to two minutes long, I have a lot of clients that are in that space at the moment, is they're not going to, they're not going to completely remove them from Facebook and they're not going to not get them much reach but they're going to deprioritize them. So when it comes to um, uploading the content, they're not going to put that in front of people because they know people aren't gonna consume it. So if your video is 15 seconds or less, put it in front of the Facebook, Facebook will be like nom, 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 give it to everyone um, who matters. When it comes to anything over that time, over 15 seconds long, they're not going to um, put it to everyone, they're only gonna put it to your real fans and maybe a few people like that, but it's not gonna go that far. So I'm not saying Facebook is judgy, it is judgy. But the best way to put it is that Facebook will make its decisions and that's what you're going to have to do now in regards to what the content you're going to put on both Instagram and Facebook. It has to be short, sharp promos, get people to your YouTube, get people to your Vimeo. That's what you want to do. The longer form pieces of content are what people need. But remember, these platforms are meant to advertise. And I'm not saying that advertising is inherently a bad thing. I wouldn't be in this industry if that was the case. But the content that is now on these platforms is no longer, it's no longer okay to just put the video up there and just say, oh, it's the full video, people will watch it anyway. No, it's all about promoting people to get people onto those other platforms. And that's, yes, Facebook is gonna wanna keep people on the Facebook platform, but for businesses, that it's not gonna work. Either give us the ability to have longer lengths and be able to non, that's no longer going to work for small business. They either need to have the full length of the video available to have it on Facebook and it's not going to be deprioritized in the feed or we have to go promotion and get people off the platform to be able to watch the full video. That is the, that is the choice. And that's what you're going to have to do nowadays. Um, and that should be the same for advertising as well. Everything that I'm talking about applies to both um, regular organic videos as well as advertising. So, woo. So that's what we're covering for everything. And then um, what they talked about was the average um, viewer time is two seconds to six seconds. You need to be able to get people on board, give people those bright, punchy colors that are that you know are reminiscent of your branding. Give some motion, give some animation. You need to get people on board, bam, bam, lickety-splam. One thing that was also mentioned to me by the guys at Facebook um, is the Facebook Creative Hub. If you ever need inspiration for what you wanna do, utilize that and utilize the Facebook Creative Hub um, and what they utilize will then impact on how you go about doing your videos. And I was also mentioned that anything that has www.facebook.com is legit. You know, phishing or spam or trolls there. Vertical is now king. So if you want people to watch your videos, consume your videos or see it, they need to be 15 seconds or less and vertical size. Woo. The only reason I'm upset is because I'm just like, I put so much effort into all my other video content and it's now almost pointless with Facebook but it is great for YouTube and it is great for Instagram as long as you can cut it into a square. Think about that. And then we're gonna to get to talking about being creative with your mobile, which is the stuff I just talked about um, that I just went to this morning. Um, and I've got some great notes there and then I'll be talking about the VR stuff afterwards. So the quote that really stuck with me from the event was, um, great creatives create great creative work, but it must be built for it. As they said about vertical is king, you need to be able to build creative content for vertical because that is what works at the moment easy said and done always make sure you test and learn your content seeing what works viewing your analytics regularly testing something out see if people are actually going to respond to that content and 
see if it works for you. If it doesn't, try something else. Always test and evolve. And that's the same thing with business. You should always be doing that in general, but we're talking about video here. I'm the video confidence coach, don't, don't get out of my lane. And then always make sure that you utilize the assets you have. If you've um, put effort into getting a photo shoot done, then use those photos as much as you can. If you've put effort in getting a video done, same thing that we believe at Zebrafish Digital Media, other business by the way, is that we always want to use the assets you have. So the videos we've created, I always want you to create as much content as you can and get it out there and get it done. Get as much content as you can out there using the stuff that you already have. And one thing they definitely talked to me about was facebook.com slash business slash e slash um, mobile studio um, was another link to definitely check out and definitely look at for that type of content. And one thing that I got from this um, presentation that was slightly different from the other one was that you've got 1.7 seconds to, crap, to capture someone's attention. You've actually got quite less than that. You've got half of a half of a second to capture someone's attention. But the idea is you want to stop the thumb, is what they said. You want to stop people from constantly pressing the thumb to go through the feed. You want to stop them, grab their attention, and hold it. But most people, when holding that attention, they only can hold it for six seconds at a time, and then it drops. Simple as that. And then, when I left the presentation, I got this little guy. So I got a, um, a nice little little slip here that showcased all the apps that they were showcasing during that presentation and that's something that I'm going to be using through all my um, presentations as well. So we just finished the VR session so that was the end of today. It went on for an extra half an hour which was rather interesting but essentially what we've done is we learned a lot about VR. Um, the first session was a lot of information about how VR is utilized, um, you know, going, talking about we're moving from the flat age to the 360 age or, you know, 2D to 3D, um, talking about digital fluidity and people utilizing it to make sure that they've got that ability to, you know, work on their phones as well as work in the 3D space, have that ability to work at different um, different ways and being ability to just constantly learning. So being digital fluid is being able to constantly learn about technology and all those things. Um, and uh, one statistic that I did find rather interesting was those 60% of current jobs that are being um, either taught in schools, being um, currently worked on in university or at TAFE or in other courses around the country, 60% of those won't have a job in 15 years. So the people that are in school now, 60% of the stuff that they're learning now is going to be useless in 15 years which is annoying for those guys who are going to be paying a lot of money me included and um, and there was just a lot of great information about like the calculation wave the information wave social the social wave and then we're currently in the digital transformation age in regards to 3D um, 3R you know pay, um, paying with your like your phone as opposed to an app and um, or as opposed to a card or even that cash and all those things are very were very interesting and I learned about the three R's so in, re in regards to um, reality so virtual reality so there's VR which is virtual reality which is um, creating a location or creating a place that you're viewing that is completely made up completely fabricated within unity or other programs like that there is augmented reality where we're looking at when we're looking at um, your, the space that you're in now, but augmenting things onto that location. So say, for example, you know, me looking at the world right now, but having a little 
um, 3D model of something pop up in my real world. Um, that's AR reality. And then M MR is mixed reality where you've got a combination of the two. So maybe, for example, you're sitting in your location. So you're sitting at, say, your desk and you're looking around and you've got so something to maybe the left of you that appears out of nowhere as a 3D model. But then if you turn to your right, for example, you've got the virtual, um, a virtual space that is completely made up and fabricated out of everything. Words. And I've got a f couple of ideas of like ways of doing it um they mainly focused on vr um which and i've discovered that most of the work that i want to do mainly focuses on um, ar and being able to film real life locations in a 3d perspective that as a viewer you have the ability to sit down stand up and look around with the vr headset on to get an idea of what is happening um and being consumed and the session after that was the um, how to utilize VR. So I was currently sitting next to my friend Dave, who you'll see in some of the shots. Um, and he does, he's a Google partner and he does all the walkthroughs for all the um, Google locations, you know, when you can walk through a store. Um, and he also does the street photography and such for, um, you know, Google Maps and such. And I was very interested to learn what he would know out of everything. But um, in regards to VR, because that's what they were focusing on, it was a whole new world to him, which was nice to know that I'm not alone but um there was a lot of um a lot of information it did feel like that the workshop was a bit mishandled not not for any fault of the presenter it was, it was a more of a case of it's a workshop that they present the academy from um the guys from academy x1 so academy xi I think is what they call themselves so from that position it's kind of like okay guys um if you're putting something from a, like a something that's like a 10 week course and your usual section that you're pulling out is a full day and you're going to condense it in under three hours if that's the case then having all this preamble as to why having almost an hour and a half on um vr and why we have vr is almost null and void which is a bit interesting. I got a lot of details about VR and um, AR and what I could use and tips and tricks for when um, I'm filming in regards to, say, for example, you know, not having moving shots, having people having, you know, the scene happen around people in VR and AR. I'm definitely going to be using it in the future, but I just and um, I just need to invest, say, $1,000 worth of gear to get it started. And right now I probably wouldn't do that just for just because... I don't think clients would want it or need it just yet. Yes, it could be a pioneer. Yes, you could get started right away and do it. But right now, I just feel like, what exactly would you do with it right now? But I'd say within the next six months, I might look into it. Back to Zoe. Thank you for engaging with me today. I know today was a very long video, but the Facebook community boost um, has been quite helpful for me. I've learned a whole lot. Um, there have been some pitfalls. There have been some things that could definitely be improved. But in general, I highly recommend coming to this event. What you'll learn is great. And what you'll be able to do with your business now that you have this knowledge will be great too. So if it's near you, utilize it. If it's not near you, maybe travel to maybe one or two days. But utilize it if you can and if it's near you.